Welcome to the Mind Body Musings Podcast, the show for everyone and anyone that is ready to break free from the dogmatic chains of the health and fitness industry and create their own life free from restrictions. Now, introducing your host, Madeline Moon, a former fitness model gone sane and the author of the popular self-love book, The Perfection Myth. If you dig the show and you're looking for more insight on how to stop food and exercise from controlling your life, check out her website, maddiemoon.com, and grab your free guide. If you're ready to end dieting once and for all, it's time you learn how to pursue real health instead. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mind Body Musings podcast. This is your host, Maddie Moon, and we are hitting episode 108. Today's episode is going to be fun. I'm excited to talk about it. A little bit, I wouldn't say nervous, but a little bit cautious, I guess, about how this one is going to play out. But I'm really just going to speak from my heart and interpret the way I feel called to interpret this message. But before we go over, here is the review of the week, and this comes from Cav Bell, and she says, best podcast ever with five stars. Maddie's podcast has been the most effective catalyst in my path to freedom from diet and exercise obsession. Maddie always has amazing guests and asks the right questions while being honest and maintaining the goal of helping her listeners. She is also open about her faith, which I'm so thankful for. The podcast has truly been what I need to hear and combats what the media and the diet and fitness industry tries to tell us. As a result of listening to the podcast, my body image has drastically improved and I have honestly become much happier. My relationship with food and exercise has turned around and I'm much healthier for it and I'm eating more of what I want and exercising intuitively. I can't thank you enough. Maddie, you are so welcome, Cavbell. So welcome. This this review just totally lit my heart up. I'm so grateful. And reading the words that my podcast has been the most effective catalyst in your path to freedom from diet obsession, that's my dream. So thank you for sharing that with me. It's such a beautiful review. It means so much to me. If you have not written a review of the podcast, you already know the spiel, but head on over to iTunes and leave one there. So As many of you know by now, we have an incredible sponsor for the show, and that's the Day One journaling app. Journaling, as y'all have heard, is such a huge resource for healing your body image and your food struggles because it helps uncover the stuff that's hidden deep down within. I love giving you guys prompts or topics to write about, um, things that can help you just sit down and think about what your body image is saying about you, how it's limiting you in your life. And journaling is just such a wonderful way to help release that shame and to gain more clarity about your body, about your life, about your dreams, your passions, your callings. My biggest struggle with journaling is that I'm not a huge fan of reading my own handwriting or even writing with pen and paper, which is why I downloaded the Day One app um, at least a year and a half ago And I became addicted immediately. I wanted to use it all the time. 
a few facts about the app. It is an award-winning journaling app for iOS and Mac. It's won the App Store Editor's Choice, App of the Year in 2012, and Apple Design Award in 2013. It's very beautifully simple. It's elegant. It's intuitive. You can use either the computer or the phone version to add photos and write about different things going on in your life by splitting it up into multiple journals, such as food freedom section or inspiration, inspirational podcast notes or um, food journaling or mindful eating journaling, uh, body positive thoughts or travel journaling, all that kind of stuff. You, you can split it up and make it super organized. I really, really highly recommend that you do have a journaling practice. And I, of course, personally, I do use day one, which is why I wanted them to be a sponsor for the show, because it's something I fully believe in and I fully back up. It's been such a huge source for me, a huge source of inspiration and just like uncovering stuff that's within me and creating content out of it later on because they turn into blog posts or podcast topics. So I don't promote many products, but this is one I believe everyone should have on their phone at least or your computer. If you're a minimalist like me, you're going to be totally stoked that you don't have to carry around pen and paper and pull it out every time you have a thought. Instead, it's just on your phone, which is great. So let's get over to the meat of this podcast topic. Today we are talking about religious fasting and food rituals. Religious fasting in particular. So I am Christian and Christianity is a huge part of my life, but I know that I have followers that are not religious, that are not Christian, and I have some followers that are, and I want everyone to feel welcomed. I try to pick a very good balance between the amounts of times that I bring my religion into my podcast, and I don't want to be too overwhelming, and I don't want to make everything about religion or bring in my my spiritual faith into each and every podcast episode, so I don't do it that often. I would choose the word rare. I think that I do it pretty rarely, but I have a, a program, I have a course that's completely focused on Christianity and healing your body image and your disordered eating with faith. So of course it's a part of my business. It's a part of who I am and my business is pretty much who I am. So I do include it, of course, but when it comes to my podcast, I pick times where I feel really called to talk about it and I hope that people that are not religious or are not spiritual still listen in out of curiosity and know that I am welcoming everyone to these thoughts and and I hope that it brings you some kind of inspiration or healing in a way that works for you and just remaining open-minded like I'm sure that not everything I say resonates with every single person religious or not I, just whatever I say it can't not every single person is gonna agree with everything that I say um, but you you keep an open mind throughout it normally I would think so hopefully this is no different you can just keep an open mind um, if it's not for you, it's not for you, but I feel like this is a good topic. I feel like this is something that I'm called to speak up on because it's something that I've just found myself wondering how other people feel about it. So I am going to call you to comments on the uh, show notes for this and let me know what your thoughts are, 
or maybe joining the group that I've created in Facebook. I have a body image and disordered eating recovery for Christians group. That's the name of it. It's pretty long. Body image and disordered eating recovery for Christians. And I'll make sure that I add that link in the show notes for this podcast episode. Because I would love if you join and we could start a conversation about this to hear what everyone's thoughts are. And I guess I'll just kick this off by sharing my thoughts about religion and food-related rituals with religion. Because I, I feel like this is a completely different time now where back in the day when Jesus was around and they were doing all these fasting rituals and using food as a way to come together, like they didn't have the issues we have now. They did not have the issues of, oh my gosh, is this bread gluten-free bread or was it made with the wheat that was in that guy's field because I know what kind of pesticides he uses. Like, they didn't have this kind of conversation. They weren't pulling up their robes to do morning abjects and comparing each other's bodies and diets. Like, they did not have these things going on. With that said, I think fasting has such a beautiful reasoning behind it. And from my understanding, I'm going to, first of all, say straight up, I have never fasted. Okay? I've never fasted and I'm not pretending like I have fasted. I've never done that. And I know different religions call for different types of fasting, different purposes of it, different celebrations. It's, it's, it's a huge part of many different religions. I'm specifically right now talking about Christianity because that's what my experience is with. Um, the Christian faith, not necessarily fasting because I have no experience in that. But food and religion has always been very interesting to me because it is very prominent. It shows that times have changed when one type of ritual could be so powerful in one area and one time period and in another one it could be dangerous if not triggering. So this brings up the question of fasting. If you're coming out of a period of disordered eating, do you do it or do you not do it? Can you do it? Is it bad to do it? Is it honoring to God to do it? Are there other ways to go about it? So before I go into fasting specifically, I'm going to talk about another time in my life where I had to ask myself some very important questions um, that were brought up about, they were brought up to me because of my faith. So they made me ask myself, am I a servant to God or am I a servant to my food rules? Am I liberated or am I imprisoned? Am I loving God first and foremost with all my heart? Or am I being enslaved by my structure, my body image, my desire to be perfect? Am I giving all the glory to God or am I giving the glory to my body? Who really owns me and who am I really living for? What am I really living for? So this makes me think of this one night that I had, I remembered specifically that I was having like burgers and beer and just like living it up and I was trying to have a night full of food freedom and it was awesome. The next day though, I was thinking, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I intuitively ate last night and it led me down this dark path of food freedom where I drank too many beers and I ate too many fries. I'm so terrible. You know, the guilt, the shame, all of that. And it happened to be a Sunday. The next day was a Sunday. And I went to church. And in church, I was feeling very distracted. I was thinking about what kind of diet I should start to bounce back, get back on the wagon, lose that 
what water weight that I gained from all the sodium. How can I do it? How can I look perfect, be perfect? All of those thoughts running through my very confused head. The passage that day, I'm pretty sure I remember this passage correctly. It was Romans 8, 6 to 8. And this is what Romans 8, 6 to 8 is. And this is using the, the message version because I love this version. Those who think they can do it on their own end up obsessed with measuring their own moral muscle, but never getting around to exercising it in real life. Those who trust God's action in them find that God's spirit is in them, living and breathing God. Obsession with self in these matters is a dead end. Attention to God leads us out into the open, into a spacious, free life. Focusing on the self is the opposite of focusing on God. Anyone completely absorbed in self ignores God, ends up thinking more about self than God. That person ignores who God is and what he is doing, and God isn't pleased at being ignored. Oh my gosh, I just feel like this passage was written for me. God already knew that this would be a struggle in so many of our lives. God already knew that an obsession with self would lead us down these dark paths. And like this scripture says blatantly, obsession with self in these matters is a dead end. Obsession with self leads to ignoring God. God does not agree with being ignored. He's not okay with that. So here I am having this night where it would have been fun. And then the next day, well, it was fun. But then the next day I decided, oh, I'm going to choose the path of self-torture and self-hatred and loathing because that's the path because it's the next day and that's what I'm used to, the next day dieting path. That's what I'm just used to doing. And I realized in that moment, okay, obsession with self, not good. So that was very eye-opening. But then there's something else happened that was even more profound to me. That morning we were taking communion. And for anyone that doesn't know what communion is, it's basically, it's, it is a, a ritual where you eat a piece of bread or a cracker and that represents the body of Christ. And then you drink a sip of wine or juice and that represents the blood of Christ. And it's just so beautiful and it represents the Last Supper so much history in it and it's something that many Christians do on Sunday. Some people do it every single Sunday just to remember what we're here for, what we're doing for God, remember God, um, consume part of a part of God and it's very symbolic. And that morning I was planning my next diet and it was a sugar-free low-carb diet. It was a sugar-free, low-carb, gluten-free diet. And then I was presented with this situation of communion. And I, I was being called up to partake, partake in communion. The entire sermon I was thinking about my diet and I was thinking about how am I going to get around communion? How am I going to get around communion and not have to eat the cracker and not drink the juice while still being close to God and looking like I'm taking part in the, in the symbolic nature of this beautiful ritual but not really doing it and then my entire the entire sermon was just focused on this diet and it just opened up my eyes so much what am i doing what am i doing who am i worshiping here who is my idol what is my idol my body was my idol i struggle so much with having idols before god and i think many of us do we just don't really realize that's what it's called. You know, we focus on our relationships and obsess over having um, someone to love and we put it first and foremost before we do our faith or 
we, for many of us, we put our bodies before our faith. We make exercise a priority, whereas our uh, talking to God isn't so much. And we we put our dieting rules before we put our, our communion or being close to God. But the same can go for other things like drugs or fashion or sex. So many different ways we can have idols that are put before God. But mine has always been my obsession with self, my obsession with my body image. So that morning... I realized it, I called myself out on it, or God called me out on it, and I took a step back, and I ended up doing communion, and I ended up letting go of that food diet mentality that very morning. God found a way to get to me. That was God getting to me that morning, saying, no, you're making progress, I'm not going to let you do this, you're not going to do this to yourself, you're done with this, you're moving on, I'm changing your heart, you're not going to live like this anymore, here's communion. So for me, it was such a small thing of like, drink this juice and have this cracker. But I was having so much of like war going on in my head. Here I am sitting in the pews and everyone is just listening to this sermon message and you really don't know what's going on in people's heads because I spent that whole hour tormenting myself and trying to figure out a way that I could fool God. I cannot fool God, nor do I want to fool God. But there is no fooling God. God knows what's going on. So... That's just one interesting scenario of something that's happened to me with that moment, that clash between how I want to live for myself in vain and how God wants me to live, coming face to face and I had to choose. And in that moment, God gave me the courage and the the realizations that he is the way and he will always be the way. My trivial food concerns will never be the way and they'll never give me in return what only God can give me. So, communion is an act where you eat the food, and that brought me to terms with eating the food, the actual action of eating the food. But what about rituals where you avoid food, such as fasting? So like I said earlier, fasting is a common form of honoring God and your faith, showing that you're going to turn to Him and trust Him in prayer in times when you would actually be eating food. So I, I don't know all of the ins and outs of fasting. I'm sure there's there could be an entire course on the art of fasting, but that is the basics of it. When you would be eating a meal, you'd be praying to God and relying on Him and um, honoring God, showing like I'm fasting on your words and on your direction instead of food. I'm not going to be eating food. I'm going to be turning to you. So I've never had to fast, but I've thought about this a lot, wondering what it would be like to fast and to be recovering from an eating disorder at the same time. So when I think about this situation, when I think about fasting for God and recovering from a food-related problem, I think of another passage, I think of another scripture, and this one is so beautiful and rich, and we could talk about this one passage for many podcast episodes, but I'm going to talk about one specific aspect of it. And this is 1 Samuel 16, 7. And the passage is, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So, Besides the obvious of this beautiful passage, besides the fact that God is saying here he doesn't look at the outward appearance like man does, he looks at the heart, which we could focus totally on body image here, saying, look, God is literally saying, I don't care about your body image, I don't care about the size and shape of you, I don't care if you're strong or you're weak or you're tall or you're small or you're fat or you're thin, I don't care, I look at your heart. 
that's one important thing to take away from that. And that's something that I cover inside of my scripture food and healing program, which I will be launching soon, by the way, if anyone is interested in that, keep your eyes out. But the part of this that I want to point out here is that it's almost as if he's saying, I'm not looking at your appearance, your physical stature, or these actions you're taking place in, like what you look like to the external world. I'm looking at your heart. Fasting is important because of what's going on in, in what is going on inside of your heart. It's not really the action of not eating the food and getting on your knees. It's the action of turning to God instead of turning to food, trusting in God. That's all within your heart. God looks at the heart. So here is my perspective. And I'm going to say up front, I'm not perfect. I'm not speaking for God here. I'm speaking of my personal experiences with food and disordered eating and what I believe. And you have every right to disagree or educate me. But here is what I, how I take it and what I believe. I believe that the ultimate goal is to love God. The ultimate goal is to love God, to love others, and to be a loyal and faithful servant to God. If food is your biggest struggle in life and it takes you further away from focusing on God and what's actually important, fasting isn't bringing you closer to God. The whole point of fasting is to turn to God. But if fasting actually makes you think about weight loss and secretly gets you excited because you know, you're know you in quotes fasting, but you're actually just dieting really hardcore, that is not showing your love to God. That is showing, that is feeding into your idol, your obsession, your obsession with weight loss, your addiction. If fasting makes you sit and think about food and your body image and weight and health, all day long, you're doing the opposite of God intended with it. Normally when you're fasting, it's because you're going through something tough in your life and you're turning to God and you're showing that you're turning to God in that time to deal with the tough thing. My assumption is that you're listening to this podcast. Um, not eating the food is going to add on the stress to you because you're dealing with something stressful and then you're tacking in on you're tacking on another huge problem in your life saying, I've got this one problem and I'm going to throw in voluntarily this other problem because it sounds like it's okay and it's probably a great way to go about turning to God and I get a little bonus. I stop eating. I lose some water weight. That is a selfish reason to fast. That is not the type of intention or the way you want to start a process like fasting with these selfish reasons because you're feeding into society's standards of perfection here. You're saying, God, you made my body, but it's not good enough, so I'm going to try to fix it and make it better so that the media says it's okay, but I'm going to cover it up with you. I'm going to say it's because of you because I'm fasting. So I'm not making, trying to make it sound like you're being a devious planner. I'm saying what your subconscious is doing here. Not you. You're not intending to do this. I know that for a fact. No one really wants to be miserable deep down and wants to do these things voluntarily deep down. It just kind of happens when you're constructed a certain way and you're fed certain lies and you believe them for so long. So what I'm trying to say here is that maybe instead of fasting, for you, I'd almost say that eating the food is a way that you can show trust and love and faith in God. Because if the one thing you're scared of the most is gaining weight and looking a certain way and letting go of your food issues and your concerns, wouldn't eating the food be the best thing for you to do? Wouldn't actually eating the food, sitting down and not trying to work it all off or counting your calories and saying, instead you're saying, God, I trust you. 
you made food. I trust that this relationship with food is going to get better, but I have to eat the food and trust in you to help me through it. Oh yes, and here are the other things I'm working through. Let's heal this relationship I have with my body image because you made my wonderful, perfect body. And let's work on these other things together. Let's get food issues out of the way. So if, if actually eating the food helps you get the food issues out of the way, that's what God's going to want for you. He's going to want you to have those food issues gone so that he can focus on the real things that are going on in your life so that you can make real magic happen with him, real beautiful, in-depth, changes, life changes. He wants to help you make those happen. He wants to see that for you in your life. But if avoiding the food for you is another way to feed your addiction and your obsession, God knows that because he looks inward at the heart. He knows this. So don't fast just to take part in this action, to take part in uh, this ritual that you feel like is going to secretly help you, but also look a particular way to God because God isn't judging you by just your actions. He's judging you by your heart. He knows what you're doing and why you're doing it. So instead, my recommendation is to turn to God and ask him. Maybe just ask him. Say, hey, big man upstairs, father, Jesus, dad, um, I am struggling here and I don't know what to do. I don't think fasting and avoiding food is the answer. But I know you know the answer, and I would love if you would help direct me to the answer. I would love if you would help me to understand and see what's the next step in this. Please change my heart. Help me know what's going on here. I trust you. I put my trust in you. Yeah, it is so scary. It is so scary to trust you more than it is to trust this tangible, rigid, restriction focused meal plan that I've been relying on for so long. But this meal plan is not giving me what you give me. I was not born on this planet to serve this meal plan. I was born on this planet to serve you. And I want to be doing that. And I yearn to be doing that. I yearn to be living for something more. So that is a basic prayer that I say often whenever I start getting weighed down by my body image concerns and my food thoughts. I go back to that. I go back to, will you please change my heart? Because my heart right now wants one thing, but I know it's not really what I'm intended for. So change my heart. I want to want to change. Sometimes it's not even about, help me change. It's about, help me to just want to change because I like living like this. I like having this perfect body and having these food rules because it gives me something quick and easy to live for. It gives me instant satisfaction, instant Instagram likes. I want to not want those things. And there, it's, there's, there's a lot of humility that comes with, with being able to say that. Say, I want, you know, I'm coming out right. I'm raising my hands up and waving the white flag because I know that my desires for having a perfect body image are not right, but I do have them. And I want you to change my heart so I no longer want them. So I'm not really assuming that many of y'all are desiring to fast or have religious fasting as a part of your monthly routine, but it's just something interesting. It's a little philosophical, I guess. It's obviously extremely spiritual, but it's something that I wanted to dive in and I really wanted to talk about it to start a conversation, to know your thoughts on it. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Have you ever fasted before? Would you ever fast? Do you think fasting is different for people that are going through disordered eating than it is for someone who's never even had a single thought about a calorie, doesn't even know what a calorie is, and does fasting to get closer to God? I think it all comes down to the heart. I think God says it very clearly in that First um, Samuel passage. It all comes down to the heart. So I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Like I said, you can join the Facebook group, Body Image and Disordered Eating Recovery for Christians. 
everyone is invited. You can write on the show notes for this on my website over at maddiemoon.com. And I'm just interested to hear what you have to say about it because this is this is kind of fun to talk about this. And like I said, I don't really bring in my faith and my Christianity. I don't really bring in Christianity all that much into the podcast. So every now and then I do like to have this conversation, especially since my program is coming back up soon. And I would like to just remind people of some of these very important things of, that are going on within my own life and probably many of yours. So I hope you enjoy this episode and I'm looking forward to a great guest next week and I hope you all are having just a wonderful Wednesday. I will be, by the time this airs, no I'll still be in Chiang Mai. I'm in Chiang Mai still, but I'll be getting ready for my trip to Bali, which I'm so excited for. So stay tuned. Stay up to date with me on Snapchat, and that is Mind Body Musings. Please, if you support, if you want to support the show and you enjoy the show, you can donate to the podcast on the show notes for this episode. Every single dollar counts. Every single dollar helps me produce these shows, produce the videos, the content that I'm putting out on a daily basis. So thank you to everyone that has supported the show and everyone that's going to support the show. Y'all have a great week. 